an African story formerly produced for radio, presented and read by Richard Nichols. Linda thinks to herself, should I tell the truth and destroy my family? I have led Bob to believe that we are together forever, but deep down all is a mess as... The baby that Dean is expecting me to have is going to be the key factor in ending my marriage to Bob. This is why I have the following choices. 1. Have the baby and tell Bob it's ours, which means being convincing. Or 2. Telling the truth that I have been seen Dean behind his back and now is with child. 3. Have an abortion. This would hurt Dean no end and Bob. I would definitely lose both men in my life, and that could be the case anyway. Next morning, things are looking good at the Winter's home, as Peter will take his written test for his learner's license, and Bob will meet with Ben Coleman on the change in management together with Nkanazi Bengal. Congratulations will be in order for Ben now. He will come onto the board of directors. The young vet Nkanazi Bengal will work very closely with Trelani Butelezi, Director of Vetmi Services, and Ben Coleman, CFO for the park, while Len Fanzale will be Head of Park Operations and CEO. Bob Winters will continue as Chairperson of the Board. Jan Nichols will be Entertainment Director. Or will still do field duties when needed by helping with general animal management. A pack of hyena are seen moving across the park, not Zandile's crew or any relation of Rosewater's. This activity was being watched by Sunrise, Sky's trusted confidant and friend. In some way he was aware that confronting them would be a bad idea, so left well alone. And then when he happened to tell Skye about the activity, they both agreed that, as Skye put it, best left alone, old boy. Other park residents became aware of seven very mangy-looking hyenas. All were male, no matriarch to be seen. The only problem was Rosewater had no clue of these boys in her territory, and her and her family were not at the den that was about to be overrun. According to some of the zebra in Zane's Dazzle, they were witness to this pack of seven grab a young foal, which was then eaten alive. The morning sun comes up on the park as Bob and Peter go into town for supplies for the house and drops Peter at the driving school, to finally write his test. An hour later, they are back home and Peter managed to pass his written test. Learning how to drive starts in the next week, his first lesson with an instructor. Bob now walks over to the landline to call the hotel to confirm when his wife will be coming home as he is missing her. But time is short as he has two meetings one with the detective managing the case of the missing plane. He can't get to grips with how his very own brother, who he stood by and believed in his innocence, and now all the evidence points to him, being instrumental in the killing of Jim Davies. The other meeting 
is with his new board of directors. I will phone later, he thinks to himself, to inquire when my darling Linda will be home and goes to the car and turns back and calls out, See you later, boy. Have the pie we purchased earlier today. Just heat it up in the microwave. Love you. Peter goes back inside the house and calls his friend Dan Wilkins to come and play TV games. The two boys get stuck into playing games. The pie that was for lunch landed up being eaten by the cat Silky and the dog Lucy. And when he found this had happened, he knew very well his dad would be angry. He saw his friend home and waited for his dad to come home. And sure enough, he was not happy to hear that the pie was food for the dog and the cat. You will now have to wait for dinner. Now off with you. I leave you for no more than two and a half hours and look at the mess in the kitchen and please put the TV off and the games and the console away. One more thing, clean the kitchen for the last time and stay in your room until dinner time, said a very angry dad. Long-awaited dinner is served, after which Bob picks up the phone and dials the hotel reception number and asks for Linda Winters. The voice on the line comes back. We have no one here by that name. Bob replies, that can't be. Places the phone back on the cradle. You've been listening to an episode of African Story, read and written by Richard Nichols. Join me again for another exciting installment of African Story coming soon.